Anchor FM is one of the best ways to make and distribute your podcasts. Their online creative tools can allow you to make your podcasts from home and on the go. Anchor will also help you get your podcast sponsored with no minimum listenership and help you make money while doing your podcast. And distribution is the easiest thing ever. I've used many different distribution sites. Anchor so far has been the best. And they can get you on every major distribution site out there. They can take your RSS feed, whether you're creating a new one or if you're just moving a show from another platform, sign up for Anchor at anchor.fm now. And when you get there, Make sure you pay attention to everything they tell you to do, and they'll help make your podcast great and help make you some money. Again, head on over to Anchor.fm now. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to ESPN 16. This is Tim Dunbrova along with my co-host Nathan Bush. We're here in a cold, windy Saturday afternoon in downtown Boise, Idaho at the Boise Memorial Arena to bring you the first ever dance, dunk, devour competition. Uh, Brought to you, of course, in part by ESPN and our good friends over at the Food Network. I would like to thank them for the sponsorship uh, and all the the goodie baskets. But anyway, um, tonight we're going to have sort of the, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, a draft, I suppose. You know, we've never done this before. This is the first time for all of us um, where our competitors will uh, meet and uh, they will draw their music, their food, and um, or their uh, upcoming routines. Uh, of course, uh, a lot of people looking forward to uh, some type of rematch between that great American champion, Ed Boggess, and, of course, the Canadian crooner, uh, Brad Peterson. But uh, let's see. Uh, uh, we, we've got word from the floor that uh, we're ready to go, so let's uh, let's go. Let's take it down. Uh, over to you, Cecil. Good afternoon, Tim and Nathan. We're here in a warm, steamy, hot Boise Auditorium. Oh, here he comes. Oh, the crowd is a stir. Ah, here he comes. Here he comes. Oh, he's clearly the favorite. Look at this man. Look at him stride. Look at that. that, Oh, the posture. Unbelievable. Ramrod straight. What an amazing. Oh, here he is. He uh, he hails from Shinston, West Virginia, of course. Um, He, of course, is recognized as the greatest athlete in Harrison County. Um, uh, He has a resume unequaled. Um, Several uh, eating victories over the great... uh, procrastinator and liar Bruce Probands. Um, uh, he does, in fact, hold the uh, world record for the uh, most deep-fried pickles eaten with mustard in five minutes. Uh, unbelievable, 346. Uh, incredible. Um, I mean, he's done it all. Uh, been in the squared circle. Uh, uh, was briefly the NWA world champion after he uh, choked uh, Ric Flair to death on with a soggy mozzarella stick. Um, if, well, inside a steel cage, no less. Incredible. Um Currently uh, ranked number one in uh, the uh, World Pole Dancing Championships. And um, on a side note, he's going to be appearing as uh, Paulo Abdul in an upcoming uh, motion picture um, titled uh, My Time as a Laker Girl. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to introduce to you the one, the only, the Ed, the Sips Don't Lie, the Shinston Sinkhole, Bogus. 
back up to you. Well, Nathan, that was quite incredible. Uh, Cecil in fine form again today, uh, really fired up. Uh, Bog is uh, pretty much, uh, well, he's kind of an all-round uh, guy. The only thing that could probably get him into trouble is, uh, is, is the odd musical selection, and you know, we didn't really want to, he probably doesn't really want to pull health food out of the uh, pile. Um, anyway, Nate, uh, what do we need to know about Bogus? Uh, let's uh, give us a quick uh, overview of him. Well, Bogus comes into this event standing six foot tall, weighing a measly 195 pounds, the lightest competitive eater in the competition, and uh, really gives him an advantage, Tim, when it comes to the dancing and to the dunking portion of this competition. One thing we'll say about Bogus, Bogus is uh, really he's a favorite here. He's basically been called West Virginia's very own Joey Chestnut and uh, what he can do. Now, Ed Bogus just wants to avoid all of the Eastern dances. He says Eastern dancing is not for him. He also told me that if he draws the Macarena, he has a special ensemble of jean shorts uh, that he will break out for the white man dad dance. So we have to look out for that. Of course, the health food is a concern as Ed Bogus uh, failed to break the world record on chocolate Adkins shakes. Uh, he said that... Uh, not enough milk, and not enough taste. But one thing is, can be sure, competition will be stiffer here than it's been all over the United States, as uh, Bogus easily won the qualifier in uh, his hometown of Shenston, where he almost, he basically went unopposed, and he was able to pull off a 360 between the legs dunk right after doing a slick cha-cha, and of course he did it all while breaking the West Virginia National Grilled Cheese eating record as he ate 50 grilled cheese sandwiches in three minutes and 15 seconds. It was really a sight to behold. Uh, so, Tim, I'm going to kick it over to you. Hard to argue with any of that, Nathan. Um, of course, who can forget that? Uh, well, people are trying to forget that evening back in uh, 2017 when, in uh, Pyeongchang when, of course, uh, Bogus. Well, he was accused of uh, trying to take out his competition. Uh, never should have paired up with Tanya Harding. That was a mistake. Um, probably one of the few blemishes on his career. Uh, of course, there is that. Uh, well, we don't like to talk about that uh, wrestling mishap uh, with uh, Abdullah the Butcher back in uh, 97. But anyway, uh, all right, I've got the word. Uh, okay, the, uh, the dance... Uh, uh, Bogus's dance is about to be posted, and here we go. Uh, looks like okay, okay, it's dances of the fifties. Wow! Oh, oh, oh! This is gonna—I think this is playing right into Bogus's wheelhouse, uh, and uh, specifically dances of the fifties uh, subgenre. Uh, boogie woogie! Oh my God! Oh, the competition is—you can hear them groan. <laughs> From here, uh, Nathan. Uh, boogie woogie! Oh, good Lord! Uh, Probably one of Bogus's strongest dances. Uh, of course, big fan of Valiant, Jimmy Valiant. Uh, Boogie Woogie is the dance for Bogus. Oh, my God. Um, this is going to be quite a night. This is really shaping up to be something. Uh, I don't know if that really can be beaten. Uh, let, let's see what he pulls for food, because uh, now he's just going to try to hope that uh, he gets in the uh, Western genre, because, of course, deep fried is his uh, strong point. But anyhow... Let's see. Um, uh, 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 any comments, Nathan? 
crowd is really buzzing after that uh, boogie-woogie pull for the dance. Bogus uh, can't help. He's got a bit of a smile on his face, a little cocky, but can't help it. I mean, couldn't really have asked for anything better short of pole dancing for him. Okay, here we go. Um, looks like the uh, food selection is in. Let's see. What do we have here? Um, ooh, oh, oh, that's a bit, oh, that's... Uh, a bit of a shocker there. We've got uh, Finland has come up on the category. Not quite Eastern, but close. Um, this could get crazy. Oh, oh, no. He's drawn Turducken. Oh, my God. Turducken. And what's the second food? Spam. Oh, oh, Ed Bogus. <laughs> oh, Bogus is drawn Turducken and deep fried Spam. Oh. I don't know what he's going to do with those, but this is going to tax him, Nate. Um, I don't think we've seen uh, anything quite like that since the great uh, uh, debacle in uh, Turkmenistan back in uh, 97 uh, when uh, Bogus drew uh, licorice, um, gravy, and uh, I believe it was leg of lamb uh, and turned it into a magnificent performance, I might add. But, oh, I'm shocked, Nate. Uh, you're going to have to, I've, I don't have words for this. Turducken and uh, Deep Fried Spam. Wow. What, what, what do you figure about that? Well, Bogus is the boogie woogie bugle boy of company sense, so he, he should be good there, Tim. But the, the Turducken draw, one of the worst draw, only, according to my mathematics here, only a 0.5% chance that Turducken would fly out here on this one. Turducken has not been seen in the competition since the early 80s and the debacle with East and West Germany where Turducken led to a full-scale riot and uh, a couple of uh, knives and forks were left in backs after that one. Of course, they were plastic, so you had to think how hard they were swinging them. But Turducken drawn, this is a, a horrible, horrible pick. Fried Spam, a, a West Virginia specialty, but the Turducken, it, it's not even prepared well. It, it's not prepared at all here. As uh, as as Bogus has went to the judges and and asked Turducken, uh, he is asking for an explanation on the rules and asking for some dipping sauces. The major problem you're going to see here with the Turducken is the dryness and the fact that Ed Bogus is known as a non-sipper during his eating portion of the competition. He's better known for his all-out dive-in-and-go attitude, and he just he has this extra saliva gland that allows him to not have to sip, which saves him some time. But now Turducken being so dry, no saliva gland will, will be able to help here as he is going to have to get some sort of liquid and have to be forced to sip. The only thing that could have been worse to him was the, the Whole Foods organic market uh, releasing this. This is bad. This is bad for Bogus. Uh, the the boogie-woogie dance draw was great for him, but now he's really at a disadvantage here with turducken and fried spam. Uh, the only thing we could, we could look for is here, maybe there might be a loophole in the rules to where Bogus can somehow get some some sort of uh, honey Dijon spicy mustard, and, and that may assist him, but uh, we're going to the rule book here, and uh, we'll, we'll let you know what we find out. Well, Nathan, that was quite the surprise. Uh, I don't even know if we can beat that. Uh, Bogus uh, getting the uh, selections he did, but, but uh, moving on now, let's go to... Uh, we've got number two on the board. Uh, our entry from Philadelphia, uh, the one and only uh, Thomas Robinson, or T.R. Shock, as he likes to be called when he's competing. Uh, I don't know, a lot of controversy surrounding Robinson these days. Of uh, course, there was... Uh, the allegations made about his uh, cat baby, 
uh, a lot of legal, uh, he was in the news for a lot of the bad reasons, legally, with the, uh, his uh, son, uh, little TR, uh, sending him to Canada and uh, to a, a work camp, uh, a lot of things. Uh, of course, uh, also, I mean, who can forget, uh, actually, uh, in a, the IOC and uh, Dick Pound have changed the uh, rules on uh, performance-enhancing drugs to include uh, Miller Lite or Coors Light in Tom's case. Um, also, I mean, uh, he's brought about uh, inadvertently a lot of changes in the uh, garb and uh, the official uh, uniforms for the competitors after uh, he was accused of uh, trying to blind uh, some of his competition with that big yellow vest. And uh, we don't even want to get into the whole uh, how many pockets does this giant coat have uh, you know, hiding uh, condiments and uh, things of that nature in that giant coat. Uh, of course, also, uh, he protested the uh, uh, several decisions by the uh, International Olympic uh, Committee uh, over the uh, awarding of the uh, 2018 uh, gold medal. Uh, he complained that uh, his uh, eating station and uh, dance floor were not well enough lit. Um, and uh, Of course, there's that uh, famous audio of him... Uh, when they announced his uh, food in uh, 2018 there, uh, you know, oh, no, I, I don't like that. Not going down that road. So, uh, anyhow, Nathan, uh, what what do we need to know about Tom Robinson? Where are his strengths and weaknesses? Well, Tom started a new exercise routine that includes 16-ounce curls, and he has been preparing uh, quite a bit for this event, Tim. We, we know that we CTR, the muscles, the definition. He's very imposing on his will. Uh, Tom's specialties include anything not green, so he will be able to take over that. The only thing green he likes is, and I quote, my lovely coat, which the coat has been barred from stage side. So we do know that the, the coat has been barred, this issue coming down from the commissioner and uh, the the command coming from on high. Uh, one thing we do know is Tom is uh, he's a striking, striking uh, competitor. He comes in, and he's full steam ahead. And Tom will tell you that he has no plans on going home tonight. And he's also called out the sensei of cilantro, uh, Armando Martinez. Who can forget that taco battle they had in Santa Fe? <laughs> it was uh, one to behold, um, that's for sure. One thing we do know, Tim, though, is if Tom draws Philly cheesesteak or pizza, you might as well just Katie bar the doors because this one is over. Ed Bogus might be, you know, the, the Shinston sinkhole, but... Tom is where you send Italian and South Philly food to die. It's all over from there. The only thing I can attest that to would be yours truly, if given uh, a half a rack of ribs, it's game over. So I think Tom, if he can get that, he will have a, a very good advantage. Tom, uh, if he can get the two-step or possibly come up with line dancing uh, that will be on Tom, uh, a big Billy Ray Cyrus guy. He, he draws that. You might as well just forget it. And uh, his dunk, he may not even have to compete in the dunk competition as he will, if he can draw that. Tim, I think he will wrap it up before we ever even get to the hoops. Uh, Tom is uh, he's a favorite here in Boise though for his potato. You're not wrong about that, Nathan. I mean, uh, the less said about Tom Robinson and that uh, Armando Martinez taco debacle, the better. Um, I think I'm with you there, uh, Robinson, of course, uh, very good uh, on a greasy end of the scale. Uh, the, the healthier the food, the uh, worse his odds get. 
Uh, not a big fan of, uh, you know, if he was to pull, I don't know, whole wheat bread, uh, something like that, uh, we've got issues, and uh, he's definitely going to have to make up for it in the condiment section. But anyway, let's uh, let's go over to the uh, to the table. Uh, uh, Cecil, of course, uh, he was with us, but uh, apparently he he got into uh, the ribs, and uh, he, he can't be seen on uh, on TV right now because uh, well, it's uh, I mean train wreck. Anyhow, let's let's go down. Uh, let's see uh, as they announce our, the selections for uh, Tom Robinson. So let's see here, of course, everyone uh, on edge, uh, because this is really big after Boggess' draw of uh, Turducken and uh, Boogie Woogie. Uh, I don't know if uh, a lot was riding on this, and of course, uh, I don't think we've mentioned yet, the uh, prize money is an all-expenses-paid trip uh, to uh, uh, Lexington, um, or, or Louisville, your, your pick, uh, we're, no, we're not total animals here, uh, to... Uh, uh, seven-day, seven-night uh, extravaganza at, uh, at uh, uh, Kenny Boland's house. So, anyhow, let's see. Here we go. Uh, here comes the pick. Here we are. Oh, it's looking like... Oh! Oh, Nathan, I don't know about this. I'm a little... Ah. I don't know where to take this. It's really going to depend on the musical selection. Interpretive dance. Robinson has pulled interpretive dance. I do... I, I don't know. Uh... I don't think this is his strong suit, Nate. I could be wrong about that. But uh, interpretive dance, uh, I don't know. Uh, Robinson, not really an artistic. This is really going to depend on the song. And uh, here we go. It's, uh, oh, oh, I don't know about this, Nate. It's uh, Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Uh, interpretive dance, Tom Robinson, Karma Chameleon. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be tough from the for the Delco Destroyer. I'm not sure he's going to be able to deal with that one. Uh, this, the, the food pick better come up big, because if it doesn't, I think Robinson's in a lot of trouble. Let's see. The judges are bringing the uh, the selection up uh, to, of course, uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell, who's going to... Oh, my... Oh, oh, Nathan. As you can clearly hear, there is not a sound in this auditorium right now. Tom Robinson has drawn Tofu Burger on whole wheat toast. Oh my god. I think his career could be over to uh Nate, sorry I'm so I'm so tongue tied. I, I can't believe it. Interpretive dance to Karma Chameleon and a tofu burger on whole wheat toast. <laughs> Frankly, uh, Nathan, I'm speechless here. Um I mean Tom Robinson could probably do a Michael Jordan esque dunk and it's not gonna help him. I, I think he's sunk uh I don't know. Uh, what say you? The the Comic Chameleon Culture Club draw there has a <laughs> oh boy George. I, I'm not sure what's what's going to happen there. Um, you know, not not the dance he wanted, but I think knowing Tom, he, he's a creative guy, and, and when his back's against the wall, he can come up with something. Uh, we've seen Tom pull rabbits out of his ass before, uh, so we'll we'll have to wait and see. The 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 tofu on whole the tofu burger on whole wheat. Oh my goodness. Uh, that's just that's a, that's a crusher right there. That's 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 Tom Robinson's worst nightmare come true. Um, we're we're trying to find out if there will be again the rules committee will delegate the condiment selection. Of course, Tom does get a a choice of cheese, so the cheese may be the key here, Tim. If he's able to get a 
a highly processed, maybe a cheese whiz to coat the the tofu burger, he may have a chance. But man, that, a rough draw. Well, I don't know if the crowd is going to uh, be able to get over the shock of that last pick, but uh, we got uh, two more competitors yet. Uh, of course, we've got uh, from the West Coast uh, the Oxnard Assassin, Armando Mealymouth Martinez. Uh, you never really know with Armando. Sometimes he brings it, sometimes he doesn't. You can't be sure. And, of course, uh, for a little bit of uh, international flavor from uh, north of the border in my own country, of course, we've got... Uh, Brad uh, Hot Pockets Peterson. Um, now, this guy's a bit of an unknown uh, to the rest of the world, but in Canada, a national hero, uh, treasure, um, well-known for, of course, competing in the, uh, uh, well, not competing in uh, winning the uh, Yellowknife uh, Open uh, International, uh, where he consumed uh, 32 uh, Wolverine uh, carcasses and uh, then ate uh, uh, 52 gallons of uh, pureed uh, uh, beaver pelt. Uh, it was incredible. Um, Peterson, um, he's pretty new to the game. Um, of course, a little bit of background on him. Uh, he, he hails from, uh, from uh, what is this now? Oh, I, I, that says Chelsea. I thought that said Loserville. But anyway, uh, he's a big, big uh, soccer fan. In fact, uh, he likes to compete in uh, his soccer kit. Uh, of course, from uh, Chelsea. I don't know why he picked such a loser team, but he did. Uh, but anyway, uh He's just strong, uh, still a bit, you know, not a seasoned professional yet, uh, new to the game, but uh, a hell of a dancer, from what I understand, and a uh, well-rounded eater, uh, can, uh, uh, unlike uh, Robinson, can uh, go move into the uh, health areas, uh, doesn't mind some uh, bean sprouts, things of that nature. Um, of course, uh, he's coached by uh, uh, his uh, wife, Mary, who, as you well know, well, maybe you don't, because uh, a little bit, of, as I said, a bit of an unknown uh, she uh, comes from the John Gruden School of uh, Coaching, so that tells you quite a bit right there. Uh, let's go uh, down and uh, see what his picks are. Uh, Nate, I don't know if you got anything to add to that because uh, I'm, I'm not sure if what you know about Peterson. Maybe uh, afterwards we can, you can tack something on here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's let's go to uh, to uh, to the podium and see uh, Commissioner Goodell and of course his assistant uh, Dick Pound, because that's what uh, Roger and Dick like to pound. Uh, anyhow. Uh, here we go. Let's see. The pick is uh, in. Let's see what we've got. All right. Here we go. Um, Dick Pound giving the selection over to Roger Goodell. And here we are. Uh, let's see. Oh! Oh, I, I think uh, Brad Peterson may have just jumped to the to the lead. He might just have become the favorite with this pick, Nate. You're not going to believe it. It's a big favorite of ours here on the show. Uh, Peterson has, has pulled uh, Constant Craving by K.D. Lang. And uh, uh, square dancing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this could get any better for him. I mean, uh, a whole lot of Canadiana square dancing. Well, not really. I mean, anybody can do that. And uh, Peterson, of course, uh, moves with the uh, grace of a uh, gardener. So this could be good. Um, let's see here. What is his? Uh, what is his uh, food going to be? Because this is really going to be crucial here. Oh, Peterson has rolled seven. Oh, he's rolled seven. You're not going to believe this, Nathan. He's pulled poutine. He's got KD Lang, constant craving, square dance, and poutine. Oh, my God. Is the fix on, Nate? I'm not sure because uh, this seems to be awfully uh, advantageous. Uh, I mean, Bogus is, oh, I've never seen Bogus look so defeated. His hands are in his, in his, uh, in his, uh, in his lap, in his face. Uh, he appears to be crying. 
uh, Robinson looks like he's just been told the uh, beer store is closed and he can't place any bets on the Eagles tonight. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, color me shocked. Uh, well, color me bad. Color me purple, whatever you want to do. But that's incredible. <laughs> I don't know what you're going to make about that. But uh, first, let's uh, let's get the... Uh, well, no. Let, let's go back to Nathan, and uh, let's get his uh, expert commentary, and then we'll uh, we'll go to our last competitor, uh, Armando Martinez. Unbelievable! Peterson comes in as the the rookie here, the unknown, the the Canadian force, and draws Katie Lang square dancing and poutine. Now, some of the weaknesses in his ball game have already been uh, removed because you know this is a guy he actually holds the uh, Manitoba poutine record. The only issue would be here is gravy north of the border and cheese north of the border are a little different than what's going to be served here as we have uh, the finest catering south of the uh, the border here in the United States. So the gravy may be a little thicker. The cheese may not be curd, but still a good draw for him nonetheless. And I know he's, he's thrilled with that. Of course, the great Katie Lang, I mean, who can forget Katie Lang and her, her constant craving? And we, we learned what that constant craving was about. But Peterson, what a draw for him. And, of course, we do want to remind everyone that uh, these lotteries are done at random. They are being watched over very, very carefully uh, by a select committee. And the committee is, is well intact, and they are sponsored uh, by the New York City uh, Mayor's Commission. So absolutely Nothing wrong there, for sure, and uh, being overlooked by some of the best and brightest in the game today. Um, so the the draft lottery here uh, really working in favor for Peterson Bogus. Uh, uh, he has some work to do. Tom Robinson has already um, apparently been into a got into a fight with a fan, and um, you know he's not been removed from the premises, but he has been chastised and uh, called several several names, and I think. Actually, that uh, since he has been chastised and called several, several names, Tom uh, may actually be thinking about proposing to the person that did. Well, Nathan, once again, your expert uh, commentary, unbelievable, right on point. I mean, we all know Tom's uh, love of uh, Lord of the Rings, so uh, you do the math. Anyways, oh, this just in. Oh, well, this is a bit of a shocker, Nathan. Uh, Apparently, Armando Martinez has uh, withdrawn from the competition. Um, he, uh, Dick Pound, uh, about to uh, uh, give a statement from the, the Martinez camp. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we don't want to listen to Dick uh, read it because, of course, he's a jerk. Uh, let's see here. Uh, they've been handed to me now uh, by uh, our man on the ground, so it has to be Bucksnort. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right, uh, Martinez, uh, something about uh, Canadian bullshit. Um uh, no Mexican foods represented in the contest, uh, and I don't know a very long diatribe about Lionel, why Lionel Messi sucks. Uh, I really think Nathan, this probably boils down to the fact that Martinez realizes with those selections that he's up against uh, superior competition here, and uh, he does not want to pull a repeat of uh, that Mexican, uh, uh, as we all know, back to the uh, World Cup where uh, Mexico was in fact slaughtered by. Uh, Guatemala uh, in the uh, round of uh, 32, and uh, or the round robin play as we call it, uh, the losses uh, to Guatemala, uh, 
South Korea, and of course that absolutely humiliating loss to uh, the United States. Uh, it's a kind of a sore spot for Armando, and uh, apparently he's uh, packed his uh, Volkswagen van and uh, headed home. Uh, so we won't see from uh, anything from Martinez, which was unfortunate because uh, we were kind of hoping uh, he would get the uh, the uh, the tango and. Uh, call upon the services of uh, Ariba McIntyre, who, of course, was, you remember, uh, uh, international uh, ballroom uh, dancing champion uh, from uh, 1987 to uh, 1994, and uh, well-known uh, West Virginian socialite and uh, champion of small dogs, and, of course, single-handedly keeping the uh, red hair dye industry intact during the COVID. Um, but anyway, so uh, Martinez out, so we're down to three. We've got uh, Bogus. Uh, Robinson and uh, uh, out of nowhere, Brad Peterson. Um, I don't know, Nathan. Uh, I like Peterson's chances, but uh, you can't rule out the. Uh, I mean, uh, Tom Robinson, a veteran, and I mean Bogus. I mean, if there's a competitor, I mean Bogus is basically uh, Kobe Bryant, uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, I don't know, uh, GM Punk rolled into one. I'm not really sure. I think you get that. Uh, you can't rule Bogus out. I mean, that man has on several occasions been down and out, and yet somehow, I mean, if they allow condiments, this is what's really going to come down to, Nathan. If they allow, um, and they have before, uh, the precedent is there. Uh, if you're allowed to secure your own condiments, and as many uh, and the quantity is not limited, uh, then that's going to open things right back up, because as we all know, Robinson, he just puts enough cheese on something, he can eat anything. I mean, I mean, yeah you've seen his apartment uh, anyhow so uh, uh, back over to you sir for some uh, final thoughts Nathan and uh, then we'll get back to uh, our regularly scheduled programming Armando Martinez withdrawing is uh, not a surprise Armando did have the uh, the luxury of going last year in the selection so he was able to work around uh, any idiosyncrasies that may have arised uh, one thing we'll say about Armando is um, if he had drawn Wango Tango the music from Ted Nugent, I think that may have uh, been enough to put him over the edge uh, with that tango. One thing we do know about Ariba McIntyre, Tim, is um, one of the greats. She uh, she can dance with anyone, but also fiery and uh, has been known to um, fall asleep randomly, kind of has that Rip Van Winkle effect during the day, and uh, not very good with loud noises, so the uh, the... The the move by Martinez's camp not surprising. We remember Tijuana uh, was what Armando said as he left, uh, and of course we all go back to that. We all remember what happened in Tijuana uh, a few years ago. The condiment uh, table will be the the telltale. Will they allow only international condiments? Will there be a condiment draw? Will it be uh, serve yourself buffet style? Um, there's so many things that play into the strategy here, and of course we know uh, Tom Robinson, uh, a can of cheese whiz will lead, can lead Tom to victory. Uh, Peterson may have the early advantage, but again, the thickness of the gravy uh, may come into play for him. Uh, with the Sultan of the Sultan of Cilantro, Armando Martinez down now, that leaves a specific uh, group target we have here, and our. Uh, there was no Latino representation this year, unfortunately, and that's a that's a downer. But uh, we're looking forward to the competition. I think Bogus, Bogus, you're right. He, he's a fighter. He's uh, got a burning heart that's about to burst. Uh, a quest for answers and a, a quest for 
for victory here is, is Ed Bogus, and, and we'll see what he can do. And, of course, never rule out Tom Robinson. He is a fighter from way back, and uh, he's, he says he might just do something about getting, and I quote, fired up. So who knows? Who knows what can happen? Uh, one thing is for sure, the committee is, is looking at the rules, and we'll see what happens, and we'll have an update. Um, overall, I think the, the draft went well, the lottery. Uh, we'll see what happens. to Wide Men Can't Jump on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. This show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen T. New at newlawoffice.com, stripcamfun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC located at facebook.com backslash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, as well as at Stay Classy Meat at stayclassymeats.com where you can use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. This show talks about NBA and covers all topics from all 30 teams in the league and includes guests from experts from all over the world. Make sure you're downloading us on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and more. Be sure to join in on the fun over at WideMenCan'tJump.com as well as on our Facebook group, Wide Men Can't Jump, and follow us on Twitter, at Wide Jump. Now, let's go to the flagship program of this Wide Men Radio Network. Here's Wide Men Can't Jump. Ah, it's great to have live sports back, isn't it? Wonderful to be here. Back another week here on Wide Men Can't Jump. And there's so much to talk about in terms of sports. There's so much going on. It's a little bit of madness here in the world that we're looking at. Uh, but sports, for the most part, are coming back. We, we've seen it. We've, you know, we've talked about potential. Now we're starting to see plans go into action, and, and I'm telling you, there's, just, there's something about it that, that will get you excited for sure. So looking forward to that. we got a lot to talk about here on this episode, and I do hope that everyone out there is staying safe, and avoiding any potential hazardous places that you may end up. And, uh, yeah, we just want everybody to be safe and sound. But joining me, as always, uh, he's supposed to, he should be back. I think I hear him. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Great White North, uh, this is Alberta's favorite uncle, Tim Dombroda. Dombroda. Uh, been down at a still, have we, Nate? Maybe. Like Otis, man, <laughs> off of Andy Griffith. I just go down and take, take, take a sip and... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's all good. That's, uh, are we still in Boise? Or are we back in... Uh, uh, I think I think we, we took the plane last night. It's, oh, thank, I don't know. Thank God. <laughs> Boise, no offense to anyone from Idaho, but good Lord. <laughs> I mean, I, I like potatoes, but, you know... Kind of is what it is. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, here's your baked potato with pureed potatoes, sir. I uh, hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Not really. 
It's one of those things you can only enjoy once, but, you know, hey. Yeah, well, no, I'm a potato guy, but, I mean, come on now. I mean, they never heard of a steak in Boise, apparently. No, but, man, we had a good time, and looking forward to to some more. Uh, What a a crazy world we're living in right now, Tim, as as you've seen. And and 2020, if uh, if 2020 was – was an album, I think it would be Chinese Democracy, because it has been a letdown and a half uh, this year. I mean, and and it's a good thing, you know, we don't talk about politics or any of that stuff. No, no, we don't. You know, between the sports, and between the the COVID was more than enough. We didn't need any of that stuff that came after it. Uh, It just, you know, talk about insanity after madness. I mean, it was just like, I, I, uh, you don't know whether you should dig a hole and crawl in it or what you should do, but hopefully the return of sports will uh, get people's minds off some other stuff. And maybe well, I think I think maybe people are just miserable, mate, because there's no sports. I mean, that, I think that has to play in with it. I think they're having to spend time with their families, so that's also driving people insane in some cases. <laughs> nothing, um, nothing, nothing like the love of a good woman to drive you nuts. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Uh, but again, I saw, I I saw something online that made me, made me chuckle a little bit and I had to laugh because, you know, it's true. It said, you know, here we are, we're about halfway through the year. We're getting close. Um, and always remember that you can't judge an entire year by the first half, just like you can't judge a football game by the first half, just ask the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, so that was, that was pretty funny. I thought. And it popped up the twenty-eight-three score against the Patriots. So there's some merit to that. Let's make the second half of the year better than the first, and uh, let's take you know uh, life's got us down twenty-eight to three. Let's put in Brady, and let's make uh, life make bad play calls and and do stupid shit, and let's uh, let's take it over and let, let's do it. No, never too late for a comeback. Never. Never too late for a comeback. Unless, unless James Winston's unless, your quarterback. Or you're the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Well, hold on, let's, can I make a statement here? Let, let's talk for a second. Uh, some people, you know, the, everyone knows I'm a Tampa Bay fan uh, in basketball. What has been happening, though, is th- this This popped up on my timeline yesterday. A whoa, friend of whoa, mine whoa, tagged whoa, me. Whoa, whoa, Hello, whoa, Jake, whoa, whoa, if you're whoa. listening. Hold on a second. You're a Tampa Bay fan in basketball, you just said. Football, my bad. Sorry. All right. Well, I've been sure. in the steel. Did I miss something? Uh, there, I fall asleep or fall in the time warp or what happened there? But Maybe. Okay. Anyway. Maybe. Anyways, uh, all right. Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers fan in football. All right. Jameis Winston is confident about his abilities. Here was what was uh, reported yesterday. I know what I'm worth. Historically, I'm one of the best quarterbacks to play the game. That's Jameis Winston on his NFL career. Now. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, first off, no, uh, no, 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 yeah, no, I'm not throwing any shade at Jameis, but somebody needs to explain to Jameis what historically means, because apparently uh, it's not in the history of the last six months of Tampa Bay quarterbacks that you're the best one. Um, I mean, what stat is what stats is he using to back this up? 
I, I guess the fact that it, that he was the you know he won the passing title, but he also won the interception title last year, and he forgets that. He's like, oh, I threw all these touchdowns and had over five thousand yards. Yeah, but you threw thirty picks, you dumb yeah. shit. Yeah, you're, so, you're even at, at best. You're even. So what was eight? And eight, they went like what eight and eight, seven and nine with Jameis as the quarterback last season. Yeah, I believe I believe you're correct. Um, yeah, seven and nine, if I'm not mistaken, didn't make the playoffs, didn't win the division, didn't even have a winning record. And you want to talk about you're one of the best to ever do it? Come on. You're Jesus. not. Sorry, sorry, you're not. Like, no, you're even, not. I, I mean, I'm willing to say, yeah, I mean, is he a. If you throw out the interceptions, which kind <laughs> of like his kind of a baseball picture, pitcher, if you're going to throw out walks. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's not that he doesn't have some tools, because he does. But. Yeah, he's not even. I mean, he is he even in like the top. He's not in the top 10, for sure. I don't even know if he's in the top 20 in the league. Uh, it would, I guess it would really depend, but uh, who knows. But I, I saw that yesterday, and I had to laugh, and, and I, I laughed a lot. And then I, uh, <laughs> then I said, well, Jameis, I, I'm going to chalk it up to Jameis has been drinking again here during the, the pandemic. That's all I can think. Uh, but yeah, James, you're not one of the best to ever do it, buddy. I mean, you're not, you're not even one of the best right now to do it. Matter of fact, you're no. not even signed to do it right now. You're, you're still looking for a job. Yeah. Well, is that you know, idiot? Is that, that's part of the. These guys, they they tend to do that when they 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 burn in the bridge, man. Like you're not helping your cause when you say something like that. I mean, confidence is one thing, but when you can't really don't have much to back it up it's a little you know it probably makes it does make you look like a bit of a goofball you got replaced by a 42 year old quarterback how does that make you feel well yeah, yeah he's... I... go ahead I, I hope we are not headed down the path of i don't have a job a la mr kaepernick because of something that i'm not going to say at this moment well, um, James Winston, if he tries to pull that, everybody will be like, no, because you had too much stuff covered up at Florida State for anybody to uh, – uh, Kaepernick's not even getting away with it. People are going, okay, dude. I mean, all right, all that other stuff aside, but you were a mediocre quarterback at best on your best day. At least he took the Niners to the playoffs. Yeah. James has he, yet he, to yeah, go there. He, yes, I mean, at least in his defense, he, he did at least win a few games, but – as far as his individual skills go, he is average at best. And it's not really that surprising to me that he's not in the league anymore, to be honest. I would take he's... Colin Kaepernick over Jameis Winston right now. I would. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't take, know about okay, right take, now. Take away the media. Okay, both in, both in shape, both in football shape, you take away the media distractions that both cause. Just as a player – I'm picking Colin Kaepernick over the stats that I'm seeing, over what I've seen both guys do. I'm taking Colin Kaepernick over James. Oh, Wilson. if I can, if I can have Colin Kaepernick the year that he took the 49ers, well, didn't they get all the way to the Super Bowl? Yeah, they made it to the Super Bowl. Okay, if I can have that Colin Kaepernick, yeah, I'll take that one over Jameis any day. Now, do I want a Colin Kaepernick that hasn't seen a football in what two and a half years? Well, again, no. yeah, of course, but uh, it, when it comes down okay, to but, it. 
but he would have you believe that he, he's game fit and ready to go. And I, I don't care how much he's been working out. You haven't seen the football field in 30 months, dude. Like, you know, you, if you, even if you were good, you don't have it anymore. You can't not play for that long and be any good. Sorry. Not that position. No, no that's a position that's ever evolving, but again, it's, it, it calls for the right system. Jameis, you know, wish him well. Uh, but I just, I don't see well, it just, Unless he, uh, yeah, unless I mean, he can correct, unless he can correct that gunslinger mentality where he tries to make too much out of something that's not there, he never learned to throw it away. He never learned to just live to fight for the next down. Yeah, somebody that he has to get paired up with a coach who he'll listen to. And that wasn't going to happen in Tampa. That just right. was not going to happen in yeah. Tampa. He's got to find one that that, and maybe now that he's not that uh, he no, realizes he's expendable. Um, maybe he does listen because he does have, I mean, inside of a system, he'd be fine. He just doesn't play inside of it. He's for, like you said, he's forever going for the money ball and he misses as much as he hits and just yeah. can't have it. So imagine, imagine pairing him, him and Bill Belichick up. If See, anybody could get, would, it would yeah. be interesting because if anybody well, could get him to slow down and go through his reads and progressions and make him, play as a quarterback i think it's bill belichick i think belichick could could easily do so i mean you'd think all you would need to hear is you know dude you you have the skills just listen and we could possibly we could maybe get you to the title game if you just follow the program but for whatever reason that's a hard thing for guys to do when they as you said he was covered up when he was he wasn't exposed at florida state probably should have been and he came into the NFL thinking he was all that in a bag of chips when he was only a bag of chips. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of bag of chips, Eddie Lacy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyway. Oh. Yeah, oh. it was a low blow. Sorry, Eddie, you're welcome here anytime. We're the wide men. We're with you. We love bags of chips here. Yeah, um, chips are good. All chips about are the great. Chips. Did, yeah, what did you think? Oh, did you see? Those, what did you oh, think okay. of those new chips? We got yeah, what, did you, what did you think of that? The Baconator Bog- Pringles? Yeah, Bogus, are you listening? Baconator yeah, that, Pringles? That's, yeah, I saw the, the advertisement for Baconator Pringles, and I'm like, okay, you have my attention. I was, it's, it's hilarious. We brought up the same thing. I, you've got my attention. Now, can it deliver? That's going to be the question. Well, it could, yes, because it could be a total train wreck. Good. I mean, I've, been, I've well, had some high hopes for some, for some chips before and been let down. I mean, okay, think about it now. Baconator. All right, bacon on chips has been done. That they can do. Yes. Okay, but the beef part. It's been done. Uh, yeah, okay, but now we're putting them together. This is getting yeah. real. <laughs> we're getting, now we're getting. You ever had cheeseburger here. Doritos? You ever had cheeseburger Doritos? Uh, no, I don't think so. That was a thing from years and years ago. Uh, they weren't bad. They really weren't bad. I'll, I'll give okay, credit. Did they ever have the fries and gravy chips down there? No, no, they didn't. That's uh, okay. Well, they had, they had, yeah, they had them here, and that was a total miss. Well, see, we had we had biscuits and gravy chips. And I'll be honest, I don't know how they tasted. I never tried one. I, I just don't know how that could be any good because you could just never live up to biscuits and gravy. I mean. Especially when Mama Bush makes them. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I just Oof. don't know how too many people, you know, that's a food that 
too many people ate for, you know, years and years and years in their own homes, and then you're going to try to copy it in a chip. Yeah, that's that's a risky. Doctor Tom Pritchard was impressed with them, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, he came into a wrestling show one time and was asking if anybody had seen them, and a buddy of mine brought him a bag, and he actually really enjoyed them. So Tom Pritchard approves the uh, biscuits and gravy potato chips. So uh, Doctor Tom approved. What? The... But I never tried them. I never tried them, so I can't give a review. Fair enough. Uh, how did we? Speaking of which, not to change the subject, but quickly. Uh... How did we ever get Kenny Boland to give us that seven-day, seven-night prize? Did that cost us money? Uh, I'm sure it did. It, it, come, it comes out of your cut, so it's okay. Oh, all right. No, the hell with that, Shackleford. <laughs> no, nah, what I did was I traded him some Stay Classy Meats, and it, it seemed to work. He's no, going to no, trade, no. and he's going to call Stay Classy Meats back and then get double his money. We are not paying Shackleford this month. Oh, sucks to be him. Well, you know, missing meetings you know we had spotify on the line the other day shackleford doesn't show up makes me look bad no pay for you shackleford (laughs) he's a bum (laughs) keep him around he uses those three Uh, kids as an excuse i happen to know though that he has a a wrestling figure uh, fetish Uh, well we won't talk about those but nevertheless now let's dive into some basketball talk here um (laughs) Well, let's actually just dive okay. into some sports talk because there's uh, there's quite a bit going on in the sports world. If you uh, well, look closely here, uh, Tim, you're you're our man who covers hockey. You're the hockey guru here for the wide men. Indeed. Uh, they you were telling me about the progression. What are we looking at here with the NHL? Well, How long till we're back on the ice? That's a good question because they, uh, depending on where you're at here, they're still trying to narrow down. Uh, where they're going to do this at for hub cities. Because, of course, um, they want to be on board with the uh, health authorities. So they just don't want to do anything and then have the, you know, get it all set up and then have the health people step in and drop the hammer. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how stuff works for you guys down there. But up here, the health department can put a, you know, they don't need a, a legal they could just call it a health emergency and put the kibosh on everything in like 10 seconds and would. Um, but I do have it on good authority and it actually came out today that uh, uh, Edmonton and Calgary both been cleared by the health authorities and the government. Uh, their teams are back at practice with uh, conditions, of course. Um, and I believe uh, Vancouver has just received uh, permission from their provincial government, uh, state government for the Americans um, that they've been given a special, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, they they've given them a different set of rules they have to adhere to. And it's basically, um, uh, they all have to stay in the same hotel. Uh, they can only travel by private transportation to and from the ho- uh, hotel to the rink. Uh, they will be tested, uh, temperature tested and tested twice a week for the COVID and they were, uh, and they got a bunch of other stipulations thrown in there. So I think probably what we're waiting for in hockey is uh, where are they going to? I'm because I'm sure they want to have at least one city in the states, probably two. So they're probably just waiting to see a little longer because I I would have to think that New York City would probably be one of them, even though that's a bit of a nightmare at this point. 
And I'm guessing that'd be the last place I'd be trying to go. I know, but because it's the media center and all that stuff, that's probably one they're trying to hold on to as long as they can before they dismiss it. Tampa is probably going to be one of them or somewhere in Florida, but probably Tampa and California is kind of in the same boat as New York. I mean, they've kind of had an upsurge. Have they thought about maybe Buffalo? I don't know. That's because I know they had they consider Toronto, but they've kind of ruled it out because that's still a bit of a hot spot. Um, well, I mean, Buffalo is close enough to Toronto and New York to where you could possibly uh, still get that media coverage, but at the same time, yeah, uh, you're kind of safer. It's a smaller population, and we're into the summertime I'm, now, so you don't have to worry as much about the the weather per se. I'm wondering if it has more to do with the facilities. Maybe the the the, the rink in ba- in Buffalo is not bad, but it's not a part of a like Vancouver's is all part of a complex. Edmonton's mm, is all that might part, have something all, to do with yeah, it. Yeah, Edmonton's is all part of a complex downtown. You know where Madison Square Garden is. I imagine there's a hotel thirty feet from Madison Square Garden, no doubt. Anyway, well, so I that, mean, that's you know middle of Manhattan. There's hotels everywhere. Right, so, so so that kind of stuff is a little easier to deal with. I don't you know Buffalo's not as far as cities go. No knock on Buffalo, but. It's not the biggest. Well, it's not really a destination city. Right, right. Per se. So, you know, like at Tampa, you know, they can they can have it at the rink, and there's probably 45 hotels within 10 minutes of the rink. So that's not a difficult thing to do. Um, I would think they'd probably like to go somewhere else, maybe be, uh, in the Western time zone at least. You know, so that not Yeah, I mean, Phoenix going. maybe? Maybe uh, Arizona? That's a possible. I, mean, well, I kind of thought maybe Vegas. Vegas, yeah, yeah, that could be a cool. Well, Vegas actually makes more sense than any place, honestly. I think Vegas is a a good spot for them because you know they're starting to open back up a little bit now, and you can, I mean, hell, the NHL with the money, they could they could just buy out you know a whole hotel. Say here, this is our hotel for a while. The the franchise has already got you know there's a franchise there, so there's an arena. Yeah, all you need to really do is secure accommodations, and that shouldn't. Or you would think there'd be people lining up for that after not really being able to do yeah. much business. So yeah, I mean the strip in Vegas. I mean, there you want to talk about stuff happening and and places to go yeah, in terms of accommodations. I mean, my God, Caesar's Palace is is bigger than you know most cities. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's I I would say it's basically down to that, and just to make sure that whatever kind of protocol they've got in place because they don't want to have happen, which we can just segue nicely is that I see there are some NBA players that are starting to bitch about Orlando. Well, I don't know why they're bitching about Orlando. What's wrong with Orlando? I'm not sure what their, what their issue is. Uh, like, are they pissed? They can't go out to like a, a club or something. Is it, is it, there's no, you know, it's not New York or LA. Well, I mean, what, what do they want here? Apparently, it's uh, players are somewhat upset about the restrictive and isolated n- nature of the Orlando bubble, which includes no visitors until after the first round of the playoffs, which is seven weeks after the beginning of the of a mini training camp. So there are some guys, I guess, with families and stuff that aren't really. Well, I mean, hey, that's not don't... just Orlando, though. That that's the entire that wherever you go. If you're in New York, if you're in L.A., if you're in no matter where you're at, you're going to have to be restricted because you're, uh, you know, this is about keeping players healthy and safe. And this is about getting and finishing the NBA season. 
I understand you don't want to be alone. You don't want to be away from your families or, you know, if you're not a family man, you, you want a good whore. Let's just be honest here. That's what you're after. And I get that. But at the same time, that's not what this is about. This team's not paying you to come down there on vacation. This is about basketball, and this is about going to work. This ain't about having a good time and getting away. Well, I'll just – I mean, this is the statement. Players are citing a number of concerns, including family situations, the inability to leave the resort campus, of course, the coronavirus and the implications surrounding the emergence of social justice causes in the country. Uh, players will not be allowed to leave the bubble environment without a 10-day quarantine upon their return. So if you do leave, then you're out of action for basically two weeks. And yep. I, I, I don't know. Like, I guess at some point, right, I mean, safety first, obviously. Um, and do you – I mean, if you don't want to play. Yeah, you know, if, you don't wanna, guess, if you don't want to – if you don't want to play, don't go. That's, that's all I, I mean, can really your, tell you to do. I mean, it's your, it's your right not to. Um, you're not going to get paid, mind you. You won't get paid, and you're going to have a bunch of people, not a bunch please, of people pissed at you. I mean, I would have to think that the being in the Orlando, I mean, most of the guys anyway can easily afford to bring their families. There might be the odd guy that that might be a financial strain, perhaps. I, but to be honest, not really. Are um, they allowing them to bring their families? Because I heard they weren't even going to allow that. I don't see anything that says you can't. I mean, I'd be telling them if you're going to put them in, if you're going to put me inside this bubble, you're putting my wife and two kids inside this bubble too. Unless there's not room for that. I I, I don't know. But I mean, let's be honest, Nate. I mean, I I don't want to sound like a a jerk or anything, but there's all kinds of people who work all kinds of jobs who don't see their families very much. Yeah. All 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 year long. Yeah, or military and truck driver, you, you work any kind of shift work where maybe you work at night and you're, and you're, or during the day or whatever, you're like, and you're on a different schedule. I mean, this happens. Lots of people don't, lots of people don't work where they live. I mean, this is not uh, a thing that's unique to these guys in their situation. This is probably going to be, or hopefully it's a one-time thing. It's seven weeks. Yeah. It might suck a little bit suck it up and, and get it done. And like I said, if you don't like that, that's fine. Then uh, tell your team you're not going and sit at home if that's what you want to do. But I would think that, I mean, that bu- that bubble has got to be safer than where most people are at, I would think, especially with you all would the... Assume. Well, I don't think any, any NBA players, there might be a couple of the biggies, but most of them are probably not getting tested twice a week. I highly doubt it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... Right. Of that. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I guess nothing is going to be perfect. Uh, this kind of sounds to me like it's about as I mean, if they want to have a season, this is going to be the, this is the option for them or nothing. So I guess you got a choice to make. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way you have to do it. Uh, let me bring in some of the um, some of what I've been reading up on here. Uh, here's a couple of updates. The NBA and the NBA Players Association agreed to conduct performance-enhancing drug tests resumed uh, during the 2019-2020 season in Orlando. Tests for recreational drugs will be suspended. So think about that for a second. You've been at home doing – I'm assuming this is about marijuana. It's going to be my assumption. But recreational drugs, if you get them while you were off, don't worry about it. 
because they're going to let you back. They're not going to now. They will test for like steroids and things of that nature. But what, what do you think about that? No uh, recreational drugs will be tested for. I guess they're well, saying that ah, you were at home for a while, and we understand you probably needed yeah, drugs to put up with some of the crap yeah, you had I mean, to deal with. Not that we're condoning recreational drugs. Okay, but well, what drugs are we talking about? That would be the first thing. Well, again. Okay, well, I live in a country where marijuana is is legal, so for me, that's a bogus argument, although I know it's not. The the devil's lettuce? The devil's lettuce, the Peruvian, uh, well, no, that's cocaine, it's the Peruvian marching powder. Um, Yeah, easy there. I don't know that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, the hard, the hard stuff. All right, fair enough, because that is, I mean, this, I don't know. I mean, the argument's been made, but I'm not really sure how marijuana is in a, a performing enhancement drug. Not, not sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, to me, that's no different than if you, oh, well, you had two beers before the game. I mean, I still really see. Gee, I would rather my guy smoke weed before the game than have two beers, honestly. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, I guess they're going to say is that it, it, we can't we can't really expect you to indefinitely put whatever kind of social life they have on hold. Uh, we realize that this stuff happens. Um, probably happens a lot more than anybody wants to admit, to be honest. And uh, we don't. Well, can we really afford to? We're going to start up the season and we're going to give everybody a drug test. Oh, good lord! Seventy-two percent of you failed. Now what? And the only man that's playing for the rest of the season is, well, uh, no one. It's that, <laughs> you know? it's that really. Oh, wait, 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 re- wait, 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 wait. It looks like, no, no, his came back positive. That's that really, really, really third string white guy whose name you don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and that's not a black thing either. That's just anybody's money. You Kevin know, Kevin pretty... Hooter Kevin Hooter is the only man allowed to play for the rest some, of the season. Some, some guy from from you know some team and that isn't you know, a small market team that lives in you know Nebraska and just never did it. You know, no, not from uh, Nebraska. Oh no, absolutely not. Um, let's see here another another update here. Uh, you brought this up, players. Uh, the expected protocol if they do leave the Orlando, the quarantine for no less than ten days. And there was another update. Uh, they must have two negative coronavirus tests afterwards. So not only will you be quarantined for ten days, then you have to be tested twice for the coronavirus before you're allowed to come back. Well, again, you know that's that is kind of famous. Well, and it's been part of the standard that's sort of been set in other. Areas of existence. Well, well, so, well let's, let's let's talk about that for a second. I was listening to um, the Jim Ross podcast, Grilling Jr. Free plug for them, uh, and and actually, uh, you know what? Go ahead and check out Jr.'s barbecue sauce as well. Uh, Jr.'s BBQ.com, man, that barbecue sauce is is killer. It's, it's worth it. Go get it. But um, I will say that I was listening, and they he was talking about being brought into Orlando or not Orlando, but Jacksonville for the AEW tapings and that they are kind of quarantined there as well, but you know, not as long as the NBA guys are, they fly out weekly, but he said that they are not only being tested almost twice daily that they're there. So normally about four times within a two day span, 
Every time they come in and go out, they're being temperature checked. They're getting, they're being checked in every way possible. They're wearing masks. They're not interacting with anyone. It's just them inside that building. And, and really, that seems to be the smart way to go about it. For now. Well, you know what hap- You know what's going to happen if if they don't have every safety precaution they can think of, and somebody gets it. Let's say, even if it's, yeah, you're going to get sued. And we're talking not about suing, you know, white men can't jump for $82.47. We're talking about you're suing the NBA or the NFL yeah. or, or whoever it might be. And that's going to be a multi, you know, that's going to be hundreds of millions or billions possibly. And I hate to say it, and I don't like to talk about, as we said, we try to avoid the politics here. But with the general... But with the general mood of the of the nation for your country and in general the Western Hemisphere, you don't know what might happen in a court of law. Common sense right now seems to be a little Buddy, short. Uh, you yeah, got you that don't right. Know. So you yeah, I'm we, we sure. may have to break down. We may have to break down you and I and do a, a political show one of these days where we just bitch uh, well, and, no, and let our really, actual viewpoints out because we we're on different probably, sides on a lot of stuff. But not that stuff. We're not. No. On the small things we are, but the big picture we're not. We should probably bring uh, Mr. New on as the voice of uh, legal reason, we really and uh, and and have a chat about the legal ramifications of all that stuff. And because I'm what, sure, well, like said, we should try and do that next week. I'll I'll call sure. Steve, and we'll try and set that up because uh, he actually I talked to Steve the other day, and we were talking about. Uh, you know, just you know, shooting the breeze and how much he enjoys the podcast, and you know, always telling us he wants to come back on whenever he gets a chance. And he's a busy dude right now. Uh, is Stephen like he's got so much going on, but he always makes time for for wide men can't jump, and we do appreciate him for that. And uh, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and we broke Twitter the other day <laughs> with Stephen <laughs> <P>. Dude. <laughs> we gotta we we. Ended up on, I mean, you, I mean, you you gotta wonder if there's not a lawsuit coming his way for that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can, you know, can, Mr. The, I don't know if anybody missed it. You, if you missed it, go back and look. It, it, it was fantastic. Tim and I let's pull back the curtain. Let's just tell the story. Tim and I late last week were having this conversation. We were talking about. Uh, Kenny Omega, because as you all know, we're both wrestling fans, and you know Tim and I are not crazy about Kenny Omega. I know, like, oh my god, we don't um, we don't hate him, but we no, no, far, I, I I think he's no, good, but he's but far I don't from think the greatest, he's as good as he is as he thinks he is, right? Or as they try to advertise him as. Here's what here's what I I never try to comment wrestling stuff on the Wide Men page um, negatively. I always try to do positive wrestling posts. Um, but the other day, Kenny Omega just, he crossed the line with me and, and I didn't even say anything bad. All I said was, um, <laughs> let me see, let me, I'll read it verbatim. I'll read it verbatim because it, it, it dumbfounded me that, 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 that well, it was, came a, out of this it was definitely an analogy that no sports person <laughs> should ever make in Not any even, way, shape or form. Yeah. Uh, no, to quote Jim justice. Just, there's just no way to, you quoted. Oh, good lord! This show has jumped the shark. Oh yeah, we have. It's over. 
Okay, so some here was here was the here, here was the the quote. Basically, it was people talking about it was people talking about this whole thing with with, with uh, Kenny Omega and, and and all these different things. And uh, Kenny Omega tweeted some some things here. He said. Um, and he was talking negatively about Harley Race, which I'm not a big fan of. And um, this guy says it's kind of this guy said that uh, certain people in the wrestling business have um, what's the term here? They they have criticism for him. And the guy says it's kind of funny how you never address the specific criticism of your in ring work that people have. Here was Omega's reply. Reply? Reply. Here was his reply. Oh, damn, dude. I'm off tonight, and I apologize. No kidding. Right I'm having a time. I do apologize. <laughs> All right, here it is. Kenny Omega says, I'll get around to it after Michael Jordan responds to the criticism of his jump shot. See you later. I had to tweet well, something. Okay, what did you tweet? I had exactly? to tweet something. I tweeted, the first tweet was, wow. Compare yourself to Michael Jordan. Wow. Unbelievable. I tweeted back, no, right, and I said this. I'm I'm not an Omega hater. He's not my favorite thing, but I think he's a good worker and has good to great matches paired with good to great workers. But to compare yourself to Michael Jordan, that's just a little silly to me. So that was my response. And then you and I were talking about it that evening. We were like, you know, this dude comparing himself to Michael Jordan. This is the guy that throws the, the silly jazz hands that people talk about all the time. And and then we both started to talk about Steve. Because <laughs> in Charleston, West Virginia, there was a live episode of AEW Dynamite. Steve knew had front row seats. I was there. I was in the building. Steve was sitting front row opposite the hard cam. And if you haven't seen this, it is the greatest thing on the internet. It was Steve knew doing jazz hands behind Kenny Omega who's doing some kind of jazz hands himself. And it is hysterical. And we talked about it, and we looked for it forever. And I finally found it on a Reddit forum, thank God. And I posted it on Twitter. And it, this hadn't resurfaced in a while. And it blew up. Like, it, <laughs> it got like 133 <laughs> you know, yeah. or, uh, likes, and well, Steve was, shared it. The last time I it was, looked, it was like a, in the what twenty five thousand or something crazy. It was yeah, nuts. It was getting it was getting ridiculous. It got seen by like twenty five thousand people and and all this stuff. And, and <laughs> so I talked to Steve about it, and Steve thanked me because he'd been looking for that. And I said, "Well, I found it, and I sent it to him." So yeah. it, it's just funny yeah. the reach that some of the people we have is, and, and the funny stories of how you can go from different places. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't doubt if you walk into new law offices, there's a TV in the corner with that thing playing on a loop. And there should be. And oh, I'm not. Be. But speak. Yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing it. I, I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, so speaking of Stephen P. New, let's go ahead and pay some bills, Tim. Time to thank Stephen P. New, the law offices of Stephen P. New. We'll be back and we'll talk a little more here about some more of the basketball restrictions and things of that nature. Let's hear from Stephen P. New. Personal injury, product liability, workplace accident, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, employment discrimination, and more. All this can be handled at New Law Office, 
with Stephen P. New. It's New Law Office with Stephen P. New. You can get your free consultation today by calling 1-800-208-9169 or 304-362-7345 for your free consultation. A new level of personal service, whether you've been injured or facing divorce or experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on compassionate, thorough representation from New Law Office. Be sure to contact Stephen P. New Law Office at newlawoffice.com or again get your free consultation at 1-800-203-9169. Stephen P. New, answers to your legal questions. Stay Classy Meats is your online meat market where you can get the best quality meat for competitive prices. Head on over to stayclassymeats.com and use the promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order. That's right, if you head to stayclassymeats.com, you can save 10% on your order with promo code WIDEMEN, but that's not all. Not only will Stay Classy Meats give you 10% off, they're also throwing in a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Make sure you get over to stayclassymeats.com right now to check out their selection. Whether it be pork, ribs, chicken, steak, bison, ribeye, or any other type of meat that you desire, you can get it at stayclassymeats.com. They are high-quality meat that you will not want to miss out on. If you like to eat well and eat clean and eat some of the best quality products out there, Stay Classy Meats is for you. Again, head to stayclassymeats.com right now. Again, thanks to the law offices of Stephen P. New and the great Stay Classy Meats for hooking us up with all of the best content of meat that we can have. Stayclassymeats.com. Now's your chance. Go order stayclassymeats.com. Can you believe Tim, are you with me? I am, but can you believe at Stay Classy Meats that they are uh, still, uh, even with the social distancing rules, still producing great uh, uh, classy meat? That's That's the name of the game. You know, how do, I got to know. I mean, how are they killing those things without getting close? Long, long distance snipers, maybe? I'm thinking Robots? bows and arrows. <laughs> I mean, they're located in Montana. It's near where Custer went down. I'm thinking it's it's got to be bows and arrows. They could just be running them off the edge of a cliff. Or that. But who's going did down you know, there and cleaning it up? Did you know there's a place uh, called that in Alberta? What? Go down there and Buffalo, get it? A buffalo jump? Where uh, back in the buffalo day, jump. The, uh, where the uh, Native Americans used to run the buffalo off a cliff. They would just chase yeah. them until until they ran to that spot and fell off, and they'd be down at the bottom to uh, process the uh, meat, so to speak. A little bit of Canadian out there. A Canadian moment. <laughs> this moment in Canadian history. Brought to you by the makers of maple syrup. <laughs> Brought to you by Ico Pro. <laughs> all right uh, a little more oh, update boy. here on uh, so, yeah you're welcome for that uh if you haven't watched in your house from this past from nxt on the wwe network do it if you want to hear more about it check out in this ring with me and joe P as we talk about it uh all right anyway Here's another oh, uh, update. Who, who else wasn't somebody squawking in the nba yesterday or the day before and needed a good slap um, it's hard saying. Oh, our our good boy, uh, uh, our a fan favorite, big fan. Uh, shows just a huge fan of his. In fact, uh, one of our compatriots, uh, Mister Robinson, just loves this guy. Uh, 
Joel Embiid. Oh, Joel. Did you, did you see what he said? I did not. Fill me in on that. Joel has apparently uh, been working harder than ever and is uh, working out past, uh, harder than he's ever worked out before during the COVID. Well, good for him. And I'm like, okay, uh, Joel, do you remember last year when you were in the NBA playoffs? Are you trying to tell me that you're working harder now (laughs) when you're not with the team or anything else than you did when you were in the middle of a playoff run? You well, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he actually was because, you know, if he's tired the next day, he can lay in bed. He doesn't have to actually go out and, and, and work it, out if he doesn't want to. True. I got to wonder, too, when Joel says working out, he might not necessarily be talking about basketball skills. Well, he might be playing video games, and he's working really yeah. hard at it. I was thinking maybe pulling a groin playing soccer like he did the last time. Brilliant man, isn't he? Um, you know, it was voted online here as I was looking on Twitter the other day, there was a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the sports sites are just putting up kind of just as much as they can just to get, you know, some kind of content out there. And one person put up, who's the most disappointing team in the NBA this season? And then Twitter users, it was no surprise. Twitter users overwhelmingly, almost everybody put the 76ers because this was a team that everybody looked at and said, you know, they should be a top two seed in the East. And right now they're sitting like, I think sixth. Um, and that's just a major letdown for them, but it's not surprising looking at that team because again, people were saying, Oh, they got this and they've got that. They don't have what they need. They, they have no real outside scoring yet. They are sick. They, they are they never tied ha- with Indiana. They could go up to They fifth, never right? have, though. I mean, they, have, they haven't had any outside their best shooting. Run, their best chance, and I hate to give this guy credit because he's a, he's <laughs> yeah, a I was gonna, fucker, I was gonna is say, with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I mean, sure to Jimmy Butler. Who has ever – I mean, they had some part-time players that uh, could hit the three now and then, but they weren't starters. Uh, yeah. The, the the foreign connection there, what, Ilya Sovich and um, – I can't even remember what the other guy's name was because they both kind of faded into obscurity. Iliasova and Benelli. Benelli, right. Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, I mean, and they've they've had nobody else. Uh, they got a point. They got a guard who can't, who won't shoot. Nope. I mean, I mean, they've got some glaring. They threw a damn parade when he made a three in a preseason game. <laughs> the media went totally nuts when he nailed one during the regular season, but that's all. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't. I thought know. the Eagles won the Super Bowl again. I mean, they compared to what they should be. Although I gotta wonder, Nate, is that not just maybe uh, people buying into the hype and all of that? That they maybe really they're a good team, but they're not a great one, and they're never gonna be. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do with with the personnel and the coach as well. But ah, they they've been disappointing. It's safe to say they've been disappointing. I had them finishing higher. Because I thought that Joel Embiid would have an impact this year, but he hasn't. And I, we may have seen Joel Embiid's ceiling. It's a possibility. Because unless he unless he gets better, we've seen what we've seen. Like, he's not extending his range as much. He can hit out shots sometimes, but he's shooting way too often. Uh, his defense is good, but not great. Simmons is a, a train wreck in terms of offensive capabilities. He is a nightmare on offense. His plus minus is, is awful most of the time. Uh, he puts up stats, again, they're empty stats most of the time. I don't know, just something about that 
team, man. But uh, anyway, let's get back to this. Um, the sources say that the NBA Players Association leadership did stress players. It is mandatory to stay on the Disney World campus in Orlando during play. There won't be tracking devices on players, but their goal is to keep everyone in the safe environment. So apparently there was rumors going around that there would be uh, tracking devices put on players to keep them, you know, just to know where they go. Uh, that's to me, that's a little extreme. I think, don't you already there? Courtesy of Bill Gates. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, <laughs> apparently there's going to be a two to three preseason games. There is no plan for an anti-drug testing. There's going to be 1600 maximum compa- capacity in Orlando. So they're only going to be allowed the play with the players, I guess the coaches, the personnel, no more than sixteen hundred people in the whole and we, and we area. Got, and we got how many teams going again? Sixteen? Twenty two. Okay, twenty two by what? Fourteen players on a team? Uh let's just go ahead and do it this way. Let's take sixteen hundred, divide it by twenty two. That would be seventy two. Uh, so per 70, team. Okay, so seventy-two personnel per team. So uh, we'll, we'll got, round, yeah, yeah. Call it seventy-five. Let's call it. 75. Call it seventy-three, actually, if you round up. But yeah, okay, okay. seventy-five. Well, whatever. That's fine. Okay. Call it seventy-five. So take off fifteen players, let's say. So that's okay. sixty. Uh, coaching staff is probably even pared down as what four or five at least. Well, right. no, because you got trainers, you got coaches. Well, I'm just talking. You know, I'm just talking coaches. You got, you got uh, probably four or five coaches. We'll say five, so that'd be fifty-five. Okay, so, so that gets you to fifty-five. Then you've got whatever training staff and medical people you're going to need, which is probably another what seven or eight at least. I'd say ten more. just to be safe. Let's say ten. Okay, okay, so that's got you down to what forty-five. 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 Uh, all right. So if you were going to allow every player could only bring two people so, okay, so 14 28 okay but i'm just saying i mean even if they were allowed to bring three people each that would be 42 people yeah takes care of it okay so there's going to be guys i mean there's going to be guys who only got a wife maybe or or none maybe you got a girlfriend or whatever but and yeah. then there's going to be guys that got a wife and three kids and that kind of stuff so that probably doesn't really work um, and that's not counting whoever's going to, I mean, there's going to be refs, there's going to be, uh, whatever, uh, score guys and all, uh, all this kind of stuff. There's got to be some kind of support staff in there for the 1600 too. That can't just be players. You know, somebody has got to be looking after them and feeding them and cleaning up and, uh, all that's so, you know, hospitality and all that sort of stuff. I mean, too, I mean, you got to have what 10, 15 drug dealers. Well, again, if they're only allowing 1,600 maximum, yeah, really, uh, capacity, <laughs> think about this. Are they are they counting as the people that work at the hotels, too? Well, that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, are they counting the, the, all the hospitality staff? And, I mean, good yeah. I mean there's going to have to be at least 10 hookers per team. I mean, <laughs> give or especially, take. Especially if there's no wives there. I mean, yeah, really? That That number might go up. I mean. Might need might need to bring about twelve apiece for the coaches. I said, I mean, there's it's just it doesn't sound like enough enough room for everybody to bring you know three or four family members, and you're going to have guys yeah. who've got bigger families, and uh, yeah, so and that doesn't you know okay now so if you get to bring your family and kids, does the coach get to bring his? 
And does the ref get to bring his? And oh, yeah, by the way, oh, yeah we got to count yeah. the refs too. Yeah, I mean, and oh yeah, this guy's got a grandma who 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 lives with him, and he she's old, so we're gonna bring her too. And you know, where do you stop it? It's probably easier to say nobody. And I mean, honest, honestly, as you, yeah, as you said earlier, the NBA is. is the NBA is not beholden to to make these guys' family lives any better for these seven weeks. I mean, that's it sucks, but it. God Lord, you've been locked up with the people for the last three months. I'm going to guess that a lot of guys are going to be happy to get away. Well, you would think that. You, you would, well, not, you would not, really think not so that, much because they hate their families or anything, but just I'm, I'd, I'd be happy to be back playing basketball. And if the price I got to do is okay, I can't see my family for a couple of weeks. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I'm a big family guy, and I probably wouldn't like that very much, but I'd probably still do it. Yeah. Uh, well, let, let's also look at this here. More of this. Uh, they're also going to actually potentially have crowd noise at these games. You know how they're doing it, Tim? Uh, 12,500 holograms with audio tape. Reel to reel, Nate. Reel the reel, NBA Nate. 2K crowd noise sounds. Oh, good Lord. Really? I well, mean, I can't, I can't say I've heard those, so I should probably uh, reserve judgment on that. It doesn't sound bad. I, I mean, if you play the games, but I don't know how it'll sound with the. I mean, why wouldn't you just take a tape of the uh, crowd noise at the uh, homecoming parade in Shinston for Ed Bogus? I mean, well, I mean, we don't want to drown. We don't want people to die of, of deafness. So there would, <laughs> there would be no downtime in that tape, I guess. So. No, not not a not a scratch. I mean, we only have to play it once. Will the um, uh, so, will the crowd noise include the inappropriate racial slurs? I mean, no. <laughs> well, I can be very realistic then, is it? Well, I mean, Russell Westbrook will probably get tossed, but it's still. I mean, will they will they have the odd, you know, hey, LeBron, you suck. Well, you know, that, like, that, that that's usually like that? from the players, but <laughs> quit yelling at me, LeBron. I don't know if they're going to allow Dan Gilbert there or not. Uh, You're not my coach. Stop it, LeBron. Yeah. Quit it. Dan Tony, stop. No, but uh, okay, here's come, another. Now that brings up a no. That brings up a certain not, not to cut you off. That brings off a, a certain thing that I never really thought about till just this minute. What are they going to do during timeouts and stuff? Play white noise so that the other team can't hear them. Yeah, they always play music. They'll probably play some music. They always play music during the timeouts. All right. And then what about the, as far as the broadcast goes? Because there's no way they're not picking up those noises. They're going to have to turn the mics off. Well, I mean, they or might. Ho- I mean, or hope nobody's dropping it. I mean, they go in there every once in a while, but you got to know some hateful stuff is said during some of those meetings that never no, I'm sure. the light of day. Well, it should. You're supposed to not like the other team, but uh, I don't know. I mean, they're going to have to – I hope that they don't go, okay, this is how we're doing it, and we're not bending from this formula no matter what. They should come up with whatever idea they want to go. Let's try this. All right, we played two or three days' worth of games. What's the feedback? All right, because, I mean, that really is the only thing that's going to matter right now is what people watching at home think of it because there's no live crowd to consider. So, And they want to keep eyes on the product for advertisers because it's the only way they're going to make any money right now. So I hope they're at least open to, okay, fans don't like this, or that doesn't, you know, like their stupid uh, horse thing there that went off so horribly. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
God. Yeah. You know, you don't want a repeat of that. So I Very hope they're true. willing and I hope they're willing and ready to go, okay, that didn't work. Uh we gotta try this or let's switch it up and, and give this a go or whatever it is. But because, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'm ready for sports to come back, but they're they're riding the razor-thin line between uh, people being really, really excited and people going, you know what, I haven't seen this for three months, and this stuff is garbage, and I'm not watching this either, and I'm going back to doing whatever it was I've been doing. Yeah, I mean, you're uh, right. I mean, well, Major League Baseball is right on the cusp. Of mm. people are People are sick and tired. They don't care anymore. They did for a while about the players getting shafted or owners or however, whatever side of that argument you're on. But it's getting to the point where can you guys just make up your, you know, we're quabbling about half a million dollars now, dudes. The people in the real world don't care. Are you going to play yeah. or not? Because if you're not, shut up and let's just kill it and be done with it. Because they're, well, they blew. I mean, we talked about it the last week. They have blown. They Baseball should be back on already. There's oh, no yeah. reason why it couldn't be. I mean, it's basically social distance itself for the most part, except at home plate. Uh, and yeah, other than basically. that, yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, they like they should have been playing already, and they blew a chance to grab a, a huge lead in being first back, uh, first market share, all those things that advertisers and networks care about, and they blew it. And I, th- I think Major League Baseball is going to be in trouble. I really think their baseball. numbers are going to suck. I've said this baseball is baseball's worst enemy right now. And that is the truth. And that's how I feel that baseball has hurt baseball quite a bit. They have shot themselves in the foot repeatedly, even worse than the NFL. And that's saying something. Um, Yeah. Usually nobody makes a bigger ass out of themselves in the NFL, but they've done it. I mean, I mean, I read yesterday, the owners made some proposal, the players, uh, apparently didn't even look at it and made a counter proposal. And I'm like, how the hell do you make a counter proposal if you didn't look at the one you were given? I honestly just, don't think they want to play. I really don't. That's where I'm at. Well, I think the owners are will play, but it's going to be on our terms entirely. And if we don't get those terms, we don't care because we're billionaires, so we really don't care. And then you've got from they might take anyways. Then you got the players' association where they only seem to be concerned about the upper echelon, big money-making players. You know, Mike Trout's of the world who, okay, well, Mike Trout's going to lose $19 million or whatever it is. Okay, yeah, that sucks, but he's still making 15. So if we got to compromise yeah. to keep to keep the guy who's, you know, because I think the last proposal, it was the uh, the league minimum guy is only going to make 200 grand. Well, okay, you and I go, well, 200 grand, what the hell is he complaining about? But that's not really that much money when you figure he's got to give some to his agent. He's paying for stuff out of pocket. Some of it. Um, he's probably yeah. not making any great amount of money um, to be honest. Uh, but again, he's the one that needs to play more than the Mike Trout. Right. So that's my point is that they, for some reason, like the players association seems to really be concerned about, well, our, our big money guys are not going to make big money. Well, yeah, they well, the big, think about it this way: the bigger the money they make, the more they give the players' association. Right. Yeah, too, that would so. be my way of looking at it. But the uh, players' association is concerned about their own ass. That's exactly what that well, is. Well, they're 
in, in my opinion, that union is in trouble because if their season doesn't go, all right, and I don't know when they need a new collective bargaining agreement, but I, from what I read, uh, twenty twenty one next year. Okay, so it's not far off. So how do you go to your your membership with any amount of like you got no credibility? Well, that's kind of the problem. Is a lot of people saying they've started the collective bargaining agreement during already. This. Yes, they've basically started this, and that's been the major problem. Is they're not concerned about a season; they're concerned about getting their collective bargaining agreement done now, and that's wrong, in my opinion. I think they need to wait on that. But again, they're, I think they're looking at it saying, "Well, we're not going to be able to make the money anyway this year." that we would normally make. So a lot of them are saying, let's just go ahead and start this debate and try to get as much as we can out of the owners. And then we'll worry about next season because a lot of them don't want to play right now. No, I mean, they're, and they're kind of going at it. Like they're forgetting that the season never started. This isn't like an off season debate about what are we going to do come next year? They're already in the hole. And I don't know if they realized how far in the hole they really are. People are have had enough. I mean, if it was just I don't know if they realize or was, or I don't know if they realize maybe. or I don't think that they care. That's possible. That's kind of a. If it was just a strike during the regular season, the hardcores will come back from that. They have before. But when you're, it's a hard pill whether they're right or wrong. It's a bitter pill to swallow for people to hear that some guy I'm, I'm having to sit at home or have had to sit at home for two and a half months. I I've had to take the government handout to survive and you're crying because you're only going to make yeah. 75% of what you were getting, even though they're not, the players aren't wrong about that. That should be probably not. I mean, they, yeah, they have a reason to gripe, but at the same time, it's like, this is millionaires and billionaires arguing over dollars and cents. And it's like, guys, and, and, you know. Yeah, and, but but it's million it's billionaires and millionaires or, or, or arguing over dollars that regular folk don't have. But do you want me to yeah. spend watching you? And that just doesn't sit very well. No, it doesn't. Uh, one more thing here. Let me bring this up. Actually, a couple more things we need to talk about. Honestly, um, here was some of the the things the players learned. NBA Players Association informed players that the NBA and the NBA Players Association will conduct coronavirus testing every single night during the resumed season. Mouth swabs, light nasal swabs, not the fully invasive nasal swabs. And if you're ever had a fully invasive nasal swab, um, you don't you want to be thankful. One. Oh, yeah, I, you don't want to listen. You don't want a second one. <laughs> I have had. I am trained to give those, and. When we went through the training, uh, we had to give them to our partners in our lab, and they suck. Is that uh, but part of was that part of the plea bargain? Yes. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> also, a minimum seven <laughs> days quarantine for a player if they test positive. So if they get, if they test positive, they're going to be quarantined for at least seven days uh, on a positive test. But that yeah, that's mostly know. the news from the the nba side of things uh that i've read have you read anything about soccer i saw that major league soccer was getting ready to make a return i don't know about major league soccer european soccer the germans are are already playing and have been for a week or two already um the epl the the english premier league goes back 
I believe next week. Uh, no crowd. And I'm not sure what kind of COVID. Uh, I haven't seen I don't either. about what they're doing as far as testing. And I mean, because the UK got hit pretty hard. I mean, I mean, and that's a, uh, you know, a quick geography lesson. I mean, that's a pretty small country size wise. Uh, and you got like places like London that have got three and four and no. five teams, three and four and five teams that are all in the same city, and it they're you know there's millions of people packed into that spot. But I believe they're I, I want to say it's next we- week Wednesday. I, I, I think believe. according to this, uh, MLS clubs and that's Major League Soccer are returning to full team training, and that was uh, posted on June fourth. That MLS was coming back. Uh, Italy's okay, top soccer that, league will be back June twentieth. I mean, MLS is like. Uh, well, yeah, I know, but still. yeah, I know. Yeah, EPL is back on the uh, next next Wednesday. The uh, okay. Spanish league Spanish league is back. The German league is already. It looks like soccer is really by next Wednesday will be back full full swing pretty much everywhere, except for America, except for the. Uh, uh, Western Hemisphere, and, and, and I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the the league's update. What they're doing, uh, not to get back to basketball real quick, but did you see that the league, um, three days after the uh, the end of the season, after the end of all this and the, the finals, or the, the if there's a game seven of the NBA finals, it'll be played on October twelfth. On October fifteenth is the NBA draft. Oh, you gotta love it. <laughs> No, you got to love like, it. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. This is like a dream come true. I don't have to wait for the NBA draft. Yeah, no, yeah, not only do we have to wait, but we know there's going to be some teams that are going to screw that up because they only got three days to figure it out for some of them. Well, the, of course, the Knicks are there. They'll always find a way to screw it up. <laughs> yeah, but the Knicks are, are going to have two months to figure out how to – they they oh, need hell, the they normally to have about They normally have about six, and they somehow figure out a way to screw yeah, it up. They, well, <laughs> They they need that time to figure out how they're gonna screw it up because they do it in a new way almost every year. Yeah, it's true. Speaking, um, speaking of New York, Nate. Uh, okay. Peripherally, of course. Uh, whatever Go happened ahead. to Sweet? Whatever happened to Sweet Lou? You know, that's a good question. I haven't seen her. We haven't seen or heard from Lou in a hot minute. Lou, uh, you're out I, there. I mean, calling, I hope he's calling all, Lou. I hope. I hope he's all right, considering where he lives. I mean, yeah, I mean, again, that's uh, the hard hit market. Uh, calling yeah, Captain Lou, it, Captain it, Lou. It, occur- it occurred to me the other night that we hadn't uh, hadn't heard the sweet strains. Of we haven't heard from Lou. Lou. We haven't heard from uh, our man down in Atlanta either. Um, Nas, haven't heard from Nas yeah. in a hot minute. Well, Lord, Lord only knows what for him. I mean, God, I can't. I don't even want to think of the scenarios there, but. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Don't know how to get a um, hold of him. Actually, I think I might have his number somewhere. Sweet Lou's. I, I think we got someplace. I think. Well, that and his pin number and the other fourteen numbers you need to get a hold of. <laughs> well, you gotta have that pin number. Make sure you hit pound, or it won't work. Uh, they won't let you in. They won't let you in. They won't, won't let you in. Um. One thing I want to bring up. Did you know what tonight was? Shut up. <laughs> you know what tonight was? It's a Wednesday night. Well, it was uh, it, it was Major League Baseball's draft night. Tonight oh, was the night cares? that. 
You want to talk about boring? Let's draft a bunch of players whom of which you have never heard of a single one. Not one do you know. You couldn't tell me who the number one pick was or prospect. I have no clue. Wouldn't mean anything even if you told me. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Now, well, did Tim, I also don't follow and... baseball? But... Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and pay some bills. we got a couple bills to pay, and we'll be back on the other side of this. If you're into comic books and collectibles, then you are going to want to check out Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. They buy and sell comic books, action figures, pop funkos, vintage video game systems, vinyl records, and other collectibles. Retro and vintage collectibles are their specialty. They have fair and competitive pricing on all their items. Their prices will make you say, Oh my God! Currently, they run on Facebook, and they're in the process of getting their own storefront in Logan, West Virginia. Give their Facebook page a like and keep updated on new merchandise and announcements for Comic-Cons and store opening in your area. They do ship, but only within the United States at this time. Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC, where yesterday's memories are today's future. If you are looking for anything comic book or collectible-wise, you are going to want to do one thing. Assemble. And head over to Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Check out their Facebook page, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, LLC. Are you tired of the same old average, everyday lifestyle and the same old job that has you making less money than what you know you're worth? Well, you should head on over to StripCamFun.com. On StripCamFun, there are tons of eligible men and women waiting to perform for you, and you can join in on the fun yourself. Just head on over at StripCamFun.com, where you can strip on cam and have some fun get there right now you'll get to see some of the most beautiful women men and whatever else your heart desires and you can take advantage of the good times being had on stripcamfun.com make sure you get there right now and let them know that wide men can't jump brought you over because stripcamfun.com is not just for everyone must be 18 years of older to join in on the good times Strip Cam Fun, be sure to visit right now. It's stripcamfun.com where you can strip on camp and have some fun. Thanks to our great sponsors, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and of course, Strip Cam Fun. Go check them out. All right, Tim, we're going to do something a little different here to end the show. I mean, this has been a, a different show altogether, but we're going to end the show a little differently. Right now, we're going to get in our way back machine. And uh, for the next, you know, 25 minutes or so, we want you to sit back and enjoy. This is a throwback to... We're going all the the way back to 2018. Uh, I think it's actually... Is it a little further than that, I thought? Or it might be... Well, it might be 2017, but it's no further back than that. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure. Either way, (laughs) we're getting our way back machine all the way back to... The days at LaughCast Studios when okay, Tim, Tim was just a guy. Tim was just a guy, and your boy Nate here was hosting was, was with just, DR. You were just a girl, and I was just a I, girl. Was. I was just a girl. I'm that just some a girl. Famous movie? No, yeah, okay, yeah, there's that, but isn't that some line from a I'm just a girl in love with a boy, or I'm just a boy in love with a girl, or some damn thing? Ah, hell, I know. Anyway, know. yeah, but we're going anyway, back to the glory days. We're going back to the glory days of T.R. Shock, ladies and gentlemen. And what you're going to hear is 
a quiz put together by Tim and myself, the 76er Trivia Challenge. T.R. Shock, Tom Robinson, again, our producer at the time, Jeff Simmons, who's now in New York uh, doing some big-time radio stuff. Yes. That's a full – oh, go ahead. I was just – hello. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, in full disclosure, this is an extremely inebriated Tom Robinson. Um, uh, every like, time you hear from like, but, Okay, but at, but at LaughCast, he was really – I mean, he was knee deep in empties on this episode, from what I recall. So, yes, and uh, we put together this <laughs> trivia challenge with uh, Tim and I did, and I hosted it. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this. I haven't heard it in years. So. I just recall uh, the dispute over the uh, the process, and that's about all I remember. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get to it. You you might hear Tim and I laugh in the background some because we're going to be listening to this. So. All right, oh, let's roll. Well, hold on. We got a new segue. You ready for this? Yeah. Once Nate rolls the tape. The trivia challenge. Who knows? Their 76ers. Jeff, hit it. All right, folks. Here's the rule. Oh. DR and Jeff. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. the music. <laughs> you got me, DR. Yes, I'm trying to get in position whether I have to hit a buzzer or wave my hand or what. Oh, no, it won't even work like that. All right. All right. If I don't know here's the answer, I'm just going to say something totally to appall people. All right, here's here's <laughs> how it works. I will ask TR and Jeff questions. Good Lord. I'll start with TR because age before beauty. I'll ask TR the question. TR has a chance to answer. If he knows it, he answers it, he gets a point. If not... Jeff gets a chance to steal. If he knows it and answers it, he steals. <laughs> then the question goes to Jeff. And to that same thing. One and that's how we're going to do it, fellas. No trying to hit a buzzer. No trying to put your hand up first. All it is, I'm going to ask each of you a question. I got 20 questions here. We'll go through all 20. At the end, whoever has the most points wins. Okay. Easy enough? Yeah, let's uh, let's go. Bring it on. I don't know how right. great I'm going to be. Uh, Pre nineties, since I wasn't alive. Uh, I mean, I could I could probably get away with uh, a few here and there. Well, all right, folks. This is all seventy sixers trivia because these are our seventy sixer guys, and who knows who is going to be the king of Philly tonight? Who's going to win the cup? The and cup. by that they they win a cold Dixie cup to piss in if they need to, or a red solo cup. All right, seventy six. Wow. <laughs> All right. What did you do? Edit after that song. I think Jeff and I both word. win. Well, All right, here we go. Tr, we'll start with you. Question number one. The first ten questions were submitted by Mr. Tim Dombrova. I did the last ten, so thank you, Tim, for all your help. Yeah, Question great. number one: Who leads the Sixers all-time in scoring with twenty-one thousand five hundred eighty-six points? Ooh, I know this. All-time scoring leader for the Philadelphia 76ers. Ooh, I yeah. know this, actually. Uh, you're not going to steal it yet because a guy who played a lot longer here than Julius Irving would be Allen Iverson. Wrong. Incorrect. Jeff, chance to steal. <laughs> it is Mr. Hal Greer. That is correct. Jeff gets a point. I don't know if there's some collusion before I came in here. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I know that. 
None at all. Okay. There's no collusion. Jeff, all right, Jeff. Jeff bringing Jeff. up a 1966 team, and he's worried about the 90s. <laughs> all right, Jeff leads one to nothing. Here's question two. This one's for Jeff. Jeff, who is the only 76er to win a finals MVP award? Ooh. All right, and I, hold on. And he did it in 1983. What the fuck are you doing that for? I didn't get no hint. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I want to. Oh. That's tough, man. Was it was it Dr. J or was it it? Uh... Malone? Moses Malone? What, What's your final answer? What answer are you going um, with? I'm going for the steal. Ah, mm. oh, man. I'm going to go Moses Malone. That is correct. Oh, nice. Jeff gets the point. <laughs> Jeff is up 2 nothing. TR, time for a comeback, pal. Yeah. I got the All baby right. face shine on Jeff now. I got to switch the <laughs> All right, question number three. TR, the 76ers have had two players win Rookie of the Year. Who were they? One's easy. Um, Two should be easy, I think. You must get both to get the point. Yeah, well, Michael Carter-Williams is one. That is correct. Who's the other? Drew Holiday. That is incorrect. Jeff, chance to steal. And Michael Carter-Williams is one, clearly. Who's the other? Um, damn. And I, I, I don't, don't even, know. I'm gonna, I don't even remember this. I'm going to say I, I don't think Iverson won it. Was it Simmons? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I got to go AI. Yeah, you want it. That is correct. Oh, man, nice. Oh. Iverson and Michael Carter-Williams. Jeff leads three, three, three to nothing. nothing. I'm getting a little... I mean, there's there's 20 questions, so we we still got to... Yeah, I, I got to get eight more to at least win it, right? I threw Drew Holiday in there because I thought it was a trick question. Uh, Iverson was the first to pop in my mind. He was number one overall pick. But go ahead. All right. Question number four. Jeff, in 1983, who did the Sixers beat to win the NBA title? Oh, shit. That I don't know, but I guess. Ah. Damn. Is it the Lakers? That is correct. Four to nothing. Yeah, man. I knew three of them, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TR. All right, TR. Question number five. In 2001 NBA Finals, what 76er led the series in points per game average with 35.6? Allen Iverson. Correct. Uh, TR gets was, on the board. Gi- that was a gimme, though. Four to one. Lakers were a goddamn gimme, too. (laughs) All right, number six, Jeff. (laughs) In the 2011-2012 playoffs, the last playoff appearance by the 76ers, who led the Sixers in points per game average with 15.8? Ooh. Was that 
Was that Drew Holiday? That is correct. Five to one now, Jeff is up. Sounds like a door song. <laughs> All right, TR. The 76ers have had four number one overall picks in the NBA draft. Can you name all of them? Three easy. Iverson, Ben, and Markel. The fourth, That's correct. The fourth, the fourth. Uh, ben, Iverson, Markel, Fultz. The fourth would be... The number one pick. How many? How much time do we have on this one? Thank you, Tom. Uh, da, 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 da. Who did they bring in number one? <sighs> Balls. Robinson is I'll a master of time to lay in. He I'm is. Not. I'm not. I'm on Facebook. Uh, uh, Elton Brand. That is incorrect. Jeff? Can you name the four number one draft picks of the 76ers? Man, I have no idea. This is this is probably way before my time. I actually have a second guess if he doesn't get it. But. <laughs> That's not how trivia works. Um, I think he didn't want the, didn't want the point. No, he does man, want the point. Nah. No guess? If you Can pull- you give me the year? I don't have the year, no. Elton Brand hmm. was the number one overall, though, but it wasn't for us. Yeah, yeah it's for no, Chicago. Was- no um, guess? It wasn't Jaleel, because he was three. I'm going to say it's before my time. I'm going to say it's like real old school. Like You're right if if my guess is right. I'm going to say, was he white? Yep. Was it Doug Collins? <laughs> you fucking cheater. Yes, it is, Doug Collins. There's no way you pulled that out of your ass. Dude, Doug Collins, he, he was a great sixer. I actually met Doug Collins. He, uh, Tom was giving him hints. He comes in and uh, records commercials for uh, local, car, local car commercials. <laughs> Six to one. Jeff, this is your question. Who is the winningest coach in 76ers history? Is it Doug Collins? No, it is not. TR? It's a steal. Yeah, I know. It's a steal. (laughs) 454 wins. He sounds so irritated because he's getting his ass kicked. (laughs) What a... What a dork. <laughs> There's a guy that coached the 83 team, but I don't remember how long his tenure was, so I'll say Gene Shue. That is incorrect. Guys, the correct answer was Billy Cunningham. That's the guy who coached the 83 team. So. <laughs> All right. TR, to you on this one. So the score is still 6-1. to one. That was the answer I meant to give. Who has the worst coaching record in team history? With 253 losses. Brett Brown. That is correct. Six to two now. <laughs> TR gets and All right, next question. <laughs> the last question of Tim Dombrova's questions. And I'm so mad that I didn't put this one to TR. But, uh, Jeff, here's the question. Who came up with the phrase, trust the process? That's 
Joel Embiid, right? That is incorrect. TR, chance to steal. Sam Hankey. Incorrect. It was 76ers guard Tony Roten. Really? Came up. Yes. All right. Tony Roten came up with that? Apparently. Well, then we got to find him and execute him. I think I might have to to fact check this (laughs) real quick. Well, you can fact check it. That was Dom Brova. I took his word for it. <laughs> Roten was here. Roten was here about that time. He was our leading scorer, but couldn't play a lick if if you looked at total game. But so it makes sense that he might have said it in practice or something, and then that what they went for. All right. Question eleven. Tr. The score is six to two. Gonna have these to go are all, on a run. These are all my questions. What division do the Seventy Sixers play in? Eastern and Atlantic NBA Atlantic Conference. That's right. <laughs> Silence. That is correct. The Atlantic Division. Atlantic Division. Find him and execute him. Atlantic Division. That is correct. So six to three. You gotta find him and execute him. Jeff, <laughs> your question. The Seventy Sixers before they came to Philadelphia were known as the what? The Warriors. That is incorrect. TR? <laughs> I think this finger tapping. Because <laughs> he's trying to open a beer without making any noise. <laughs> Boy, this is the a great podcast. <laughs> that is also incorrect. <laughs> they were the Syracuse Nationals. Yeah, I knew he they were the, uh, Syracuse. But the I All right. All right, back to TR on this one. The score is 6 to 3 now. If I'm not mistaken. All right. Oh man. Next question. What question number is this? 13. So 6 to 3 we're on question 13. TR, who did the 76ers take with the ninth overall pick in the 2004 NBA draft? 2004 was the year of our Eagles. <laughs> what year is it now? 2017. Uh, I have a guess, what but I think it might be wrong. Now? What number? Nine. Number nine pick in the 2004 NBA draft. <laughs> Andre what year is it? That is correct. Six to four now. Nice. We are on a run. Well, that would have been my first know. guess. But my second guess would have been uh, <coughs> Samuel D'Alembert. It was Andre Iguodala. Uh, D'Alembert reference. That's one you don't hear often. All right, Jeff. The 76ers traded Nerlens Noel for a top 18 protected pick and what two NBA players? Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Must get both to get the point. Oh God! <laughs> this has been way more entertaining than I thought it would be. Oh, way better than I remember. <laughs> what year is it now? <laughs> I'm completely drawing a blank. So no guess. Yeah, I've been nothing. Okay, Tr, chance to steal. Justin Anderson. That's correct. But the second player is escaping me. And he escaped the team after, like, sitting on the bench. Uh, 
Big white boy, right? Yeah. Uh... Oh, man. Berkey Johnson. Yeah. Correct. Six to five. TR, the drive to come back. What drama. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) I'm sure the viewers (laughs) on the edge of their seats. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Cool. Oh, All right, TR. Your question. What team traded Dr. J to the 76ers? Nets. That is correct. Six Ooh, to six man. now. Six, six. Five ball games. How, how many questions are left? You got five left. Ooh. Question 16 for Jeff. The 76ers gave $125,000 to the Nets for the rights to the 51st overall selection in 2003 NBA draft. Who was the player? 2003? 2003. Second round pick. The Sixers got him for 125 grand. Damn. He's still in the league. I'll say that. Damn. Do I have a time limit here? Can I think? Can I uh... think about it? You can think about it. Oh man, that's a that's a really tough. <laughs> that's probably the toughest question you've asked so far, and I know right. I'm gonna end up kicking myself because it's probably some something that I should know. He obviously. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to have to pass. Still in the damn league? Yes. He came in in 2003 from the Nets? No. Well, I mean, the Nets drafted him. He never played for the Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, 2003 team still. And he's still in the league. He played for the Sixers for a while. Jeez. Uh,. Who the hell I'm starting to smell smoke. The Nets. <laughs> uh, Folks, I don't know if you know this, but I'm having oh, fun. Oh man, I'm having a blast. Ah, oh, dude, I know and, it. I know it. And the light bulb just went on for Jeff. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> this is so obvious too. I thought it would be. Fuck. He's been around longer than Igadala, and it's obvious. And he played for the Sixers a while. He did. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Do I get it? Do I get my pick back? Uh, I'm just gonna. No, you don't. I'm, I'm gonna say Kyle Corver. Oh, that man, is correct. Dr. Damn, Neil, that was it. I didn't know he was around that long. TR takes the lead, seven to six now. All right, TR, you get this one. (laughs) I really should move this question around, but all right, I'll ask it anyway. TR, in the 2010 NBA draft, the Sixers selected who with the number two overall pick? Oh man, Evan Turner. That is correct. Eight to six. All right, Jeff. Here's you an easy one. 
Who did the 76ers acquire Wilt Chamberlain from in 1964? Oh, that's a gimme. <laughs> See, that I that's actually don't know. Really? Wow. I thought everybody knew this. <laughs> Boy, because I know he went good. to the Lakers. Right. But from, where did he come? here. Uh, <laughs> Suddenly, TR is the voice of reason. <laughs> Man, I'm drawing a complete blank. You don't, you don't get this one, and TR gets it. It's game it's over. Over. Seems like a trick question to me, but not. Was it the Warriors? San Fran? It was the Warriors. That's what seemed like a trick to me. Went to, there. went to Overbrook High School, Kansas College, Harlem Globetrotters, Warriors, Sixers, Lakers. I think. Good I job, think Jeff. Right. Yeah. Way to pull that one out. Eight to oh. seven now. Whew. All right, TR. This one is the hardest question. No. I honestly believe that. So here we go. Who took over in 2009 as head coach for one season when Tony DeLeo returned to his office job? He coached the Sixers for one season only. What year? 2009. Hmm. Bad era for me. Jeff over there. Is that Jeff I'm hearing? No, no that's me. Um, okay. Lionel Holland? That is incorrect. Jeff for the steal and to tie the game. Man, I have no idea. I think what? my what? first guess would be someone that I think spent more than one season here. Was it Was it Mo Cheeks? That is incorrect also. The correct answer was Eddie Jordan. Uh, I don't even remember that. that, that Does spin. anyone know how long Mo Cheeks coached here? Not a clue. We had Cheeks. We had John Lucas. We had a lot All of All right. Guys. Well, Jeff, it comes down to this. Is, it, is, question. This, is this the last question? Are we tied? Last, no. No, you're not. Oh, good. The 20th question. TR's up 8-7. to seven. You get this right, you tie the game, and I'll have to find some sort of tiebreaker. Um, if not, TR has a chance to steal and basically win. Even if he gets it wrong, you have to get this right, Jeff. So here we go. How many seasons did Charles Barkley play in Philadelphia? Oh, man. I don't think it was 10. Had to have been under 10 or around there. I can give no hints on the final question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a good host. (laughs) You bastard, you. That is correct. No fucking way. That is correct. That is correct. Bullshit fucking answer. I was going 84, 85. I had seven in my brain. 
Oh my God! I didn't expect this. I did not expect a tie. So I got to come up with a bonus question to break the tie. All right. Give me just a second, fellas. I didn't plan on this. I'm actually really surprised in myself that uh, I know as much as I did. I was surprised with the Hal Greer. Eight to eight. That I did know because it's not AI, and that's like the obvious choice. Yeah, that's surprising. Hal Greer actually leads Sixers in a lot of categories. I think. Must have played a lot of seasons. All right. If you guys can figure this out. This goes to TR first, since it's his question. All right, TR. There is a Hal Greer Boulevard in what United States state? (laughs) Wherever the fuck he came from. I don't know where the fuck he came from. Where the uh, fuck did he come from? I actually think I know this. This is an obvious one. I'm going to go just because of who asked it, West Virginia. Fuck you, That dude. is correct. Cowgirl <laughs> 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 Boulevard in Huntington, West Virginia. That is correct, <laughs> sir. It's only because you asked it. I, I had That's no why I knew it was obvious. That was actually on a 76ers quiz site. That's where I found it. Right, I'd I, forgotten. I, I, I'll, I'll take that squeak by win on a, a much it's younger opponent. Wins the cup. Yay, and everybody out there is like who listens and like takes uh, my opinion seriously just quit subscribing to the show, <laughs> which, which I believe you can do at iTunes or Apple. Are, uh, was that a stupid question when I asked if iTunes and Apple were the same? Are they the same? Yeah, po- they're the same. Podcast? Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's our flashback, oh, 76 to Tree. <laughs> stupid question, Yeah. <laughs> Oh, we gotta find oh, him and we gotta execute Robinson. him. That's the line of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's a that is like vintage Tom Robinson. Right that's a there. that's a that's an all timer line right there. But well, uh, uh, the baby shine <laughs> was pretty good too. Yeah, it was pretty good. There was some good stuff in there. That was actually more fun than I thought it was gonna be. I forgot about yeah, some of that. Have, yeah, we're gonna have to do that again because that was worth the effort. That was pretty. <laughs> I'll find some more. I'll find some more good times. But I'll tell you what, Ooh. thanks for tuning in, guys. iTunes, Podcast Addicts, Stitch, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts, we're there. Thanks to New Law Office, Strip Camp Fun, Atomic Comics and Collectibles, and Stay Classy Meets. You know the sites, check them out. And uh, support our sponsors, they support us. Couldn't do it without them. Thanks again for everybody for listening in. And he's at Tileman68 on Twitter. I am at WideJump. Check us out on Twitter and tweet us. Let us know how you like the shows. Tim, anything you want to add before we jet on out of here? Give a quick, some quick shout outs. Uh, the Bogus clan, the Hoff clan, uh, the Peterson clan, the, uh, the Martinez clan, and anyone associated with them. And of course, to, uh, and Scott family. Roberts. If Scott Roberts is Scott out there, Roberts, what's up? Yeah, that's yeah, he's, he's an um, Instagram follower. Love, love you, Scott. Good guy. Who else we got? Uh, Sweet Lou. Are you alive, dude? Sweet Lou. Let us know. Yeah, Steve New, Steve, Steve New, New, all those good people. Larry good, Dameron, good, what's good. up, Larry Dameron? Yeah, having, good, uh, having, good guy. Uh, and Joe, and Joe, boys, Joe and Tim, Joe Piece of Pete, Tim Heaney, proud, uh, proud guys that share the show on Twitter for us. Uh, and Bobby Blaze, what's up, Bobby Blaze? Well, yeah, there's another one. Uh, 
Another guy I need to get back in touch with. Been a minute. And, uh, and of course, and, our, our good friend, uh, good friend of the show, uh, Ariba McIntyre. Of course, Ariba. 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 Well, you need, uh, right. you, need uh, you need dinner tomorrow, Ariba? Let my buddy Nate know. <laughs> yeah, just do that. See what happens. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Next uh, week, part Ariba. two. Dance, Dunk, and Devour, part two. Be ready for it. Thanks for listening to this broadcast on the Wide Men Radio Network located at blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash wide men can't jump for more exclusive content only available to our Patreon members. You can find this program and others like it on iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search wide men can't jump. Thanks to our sponsors, the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. StripCamFun.com, Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, located at Facebook.com slash Atomic Comics and Collectibles LLC, and Stay Classy Meats, where you can check them out at StayClassyMeats.com and use promo code WIDEMEN to save 10% on your order and receive a free pound of Montana grass-fed ground beef. Follow us on Twitter, at WideJump, and be sure to keep up with all the content that's being posted there. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Wide Men Radio Network.